Hey guys, my name is George, and you are listening to Let's Go to Work, the podcast you should listen to during your commute to work. Join me while I laugh, cry, and use my last two brain cells to discuss trending topics, secrets only known to my journal, and random shower thoughts. Don't forget to buckle your seatbelt, and let's go to work. Good morning, guys. How's it going? My name is George, and welcome to another Monday, another episode of Let's Go to Work. I hope you're all having an amazing Monday morning. I hope you've had your coffee. I hope you've had your green tea. I hope you are ready to start your day. It is a windy, gloomy day today, and I kind of love it. Video might sound a little differently today, but that's because I am in a new setting. I'll let you guys guess where. And just, you know, bear with me. Every day we're just trying new stuff, trying new things. 2021 is almost over, and I'm constantly realizing new things that I need to realize for my realization. Can we just get along with it? Thank you. Today we celebrate Cardi B's birthday, so I really just want to... <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, it is her birthday today. If you don't believe me, just check out uh, Google or something. But the holiday of the day is National Coming Out Day, and it's a very special day for me because for those of you that don't know, I'm bisexual. Well, I mean, I haven't actually had... Oh my god, okay, okay. So let's talk about my dream that I had last night. So, I dreamt that I was with my high school friends. You know, bomb diggity. And it was a crazy, wild dream. And honestly, like, I haven't talked to many of my high school friends in forever. There's a, you know, few and far in between that I talked to. I mean, you guys just had Paola the other week. And potentially, I have another one of my friends that may be coming on. But for the most part, 97% of my classmates I do not talk to, I do not associate with. Not because I hate them or anything, but we just don't have a reason to see each other. We never fully clicked in high school, and I'm sure so I'm not going to make an attempt or an effort nowadays. I had to see them in a couple of years at the reunion, and... God only knows how that's going to go, but you know what? We'll just cross that bridge when we get there. Anyways, back to the dream that I had last night. So, it's me, my best girlfriend, and two other guys. And somehow, someway, we found ourselves in a party out in the woods, getting drunk as hell. We were doing all sorts of drugs for some reason, and I think we did meth. Um, I don't know, but maybe it was, maybe it was bath salts. I don't know. I don't know. But apparently for some reason in my head, we were doing a whole bunch of drugs and then we went, we got back home and one of our friends, he had this, which I don't even know how cocaine comes in, but he had this like Pringles can and he had like a crap ton of Ziploc baggies of cocaine and he gave us like four each. And I'm just like, okay, like, I, I'll take it from you, sure, because, you know, I'm sure that's nice. I've heard that cocaine is expensive, but, like, I have nothing else to say, honestly. But, you know, I don't, ever, for the past two months now, my dreams have been getting wilder and wilder and wilder. Not gonna lie to you guys, a couple weeks ago, I had a really bad nightmare. I haven't had a nightmare in a really long time, and I'm usually able to lucid dream. And if you don't know what lucid dreaming is, basically is where you can control your dreams. But I was dreaming, and I was sleeping, and I was aware that I was asleep, and I was trying to wake up, but I couldn't. But essentially, in my backyard, 
I found the chopped up pieces of my cousin's body. And when I tell you guys, I was having a horrible time in that dream. It was so bad. And what else did I dream? I think that I dreamt that I was in like the Vampire Diaries, which is a show that I've recently been, you know, rewatching for like the fifth time. I, I don't know. I think I'm just very nostalgic recently. And I've been rewatching a lot of old shows. So I've been rewatching the Vampire Diaries. And I recently, uh, you know, started watching Glee all over again. I don't know what's going on, but I'm accepting my journey for what it is, and I'm continuing on. Anyways, it's National Coming Out Day, and as you guys know, I'm part of the LGBTQ plus community. Honestly, if you didn't know, then like, have you even been paying attention to anything? By popular demand, I will be talking today about my coming out story, which by popular demand, I mean nobody in the world asked for this. Just like nobody asks for anything in social media, but you kind of just get it and you accept it and you love it. You're going to love it or you hate it. But here it goes. Here goes nothing. It's going to get real deep. It's going to get real emotional. So I hope you're ready. I hope you have your Kleenex, not for your penis after you come, but for your tears after you cry. Ugh, trying to get the new setup in this new place where I'm at. It's so difficult. And I'm such a perfectionist. So if it doesn't work, I like will keep trying until I figure something out. But you know what? I just have to record. And I have to get this over with because I have a busy day. Because you guys know that your boy has been staying busy. But we'll get to that much later. I really wish I had the production to be able to make like, a little warpy noise. Like... <laughs> And take us back in time to sophomore year. I must have been, I don't know, how old are sophomores? Like 16, I think? But before I came out, it's really funny because I've known that I was gay since I was like, um, maybe five or six. Looking back at it, I knew that I was gay. But back then, I didn't know. I just kind of saw myself liking boys. I mean, I feel like even now, like, you know, you have interests and even kids, they have, you know, like little quirks and kind of like kind of like how little boys, you know, pick on girls, like pull their pigtails. And that's like a way of flirting. Um, for like little kids, you know, I always knew that I had an interest over guys than my female partners. I mean, when I would see girls, obviously I would love them, but more so in a friendship type of way. And nothing ever happened to me, you know, as far as like sexual assault or anything like that. Um, back that early, at least. Uh, and that's another conversation for another time that's really, you know, traumatic and that's just a lot to unpack so we'll just you're not gonna unpack that in this episode okay so i always found myself having you know a interest in the kids around me when i was younger and my parents and the culture that i lived in and the people around me you know it was always very well known that you know being gay was not okay and my parents themselves, they weren't, you know, like, hate the gays, but they had little sly remarks and comments here and there, and they were very accepting of the lifestyle, but it was, you know, still something to look down on, or and it was, like, frowned upon. So, you know, from 
very from the very from a very young age i kind of you know was instructed that that's not the way to live so obviously as i grew up and i was older i started having you know a lot of behavioral problems because internally you know i couldn't really be myself i had to you know kind of live this fake lifestyle that wasn't me and it was honestly kind of traumatic because looking back in high school oh no not high school sorry middle school i got bullied so much for being gay in hindsight i don't know why well i mean honestly kids are assholes i mean all kids all ages be even adults adults can be assholes i mean if you've worked in the customer service industry you know that they can be kids themselves but specifically middle school students they're such pieces of shit and i don't even care who hears this i don't even care if they're mad if you're a middle school student listening to this you probably honestly shouldn't because this is like way too explicit for you to even be listening but you're a piece of shit i remember the first girl that asked me the age-old question that all gays get asked her name was alexis and she said, hey, George, hey, George, hey, George. And I was like, hi, hey. <laughs> um, she was like, I gotta ask you a question. And immediately, you guys have no idea. When someone asks you that as a homosexual in middle school, you're kinda, your heart kind of just drops. Because you're like, oh, my God, here it comes. They're going to ask me. Because internally, like, you know. And it's so awful because you know, but you can't express it. And you can't be honest about how you're feeling and your emotions and your wants and your needs. And she's just like, are you gay? And I'm just like, no, I'm not gay. And it's so funny looking back how defensive I used to be about that question. And obviously, because I was defensive about it, you know, they must have, I mean, if they, unless they were autistic, they must have known that it definitely was a triggering question. And, and then after that, you know, people kept asking me and it was constantly the same question over and over again. And... I lied about it so much, and I think people lie about it so much, or at least, you know, back in the day when I was younger, because, you know, having that be true, it would be so shocking to your family, to your peers, everything that you've, you know, been raised and taught, or at least in my experience, you know, my entire world would have just come crumbling down. Everything just seemed more serious back then. And looking back at it now, you know, none of that matters because I don't think it would have changed anything in my life the way it is now, genuinely, if I had just been more open and honest about myself, to myself, and to those around me. But I've said it before. Life, back in middle school, back in high school, every single decision that you make just is either going to make you or break you. And once middle school started, Kids, especially boys, became a lot more aggressive, I would say, about the things that they would say to me. So back in elementary school, you know, we were all kids. Everyone was fun. But something happened the summer between elementary school and middle school where everyone just became dicks, even myself. But, you know, kids would run past me and call me a fag. and 
call me gay and you know obviously they call me gay i wouldn't care but the word fag has such a negative connotation to it that it was very triggering though now it's honestly one of my favorite words to use with my friends and my peers or to call people on tv and as time went on i got angrier and angrier and angrier at the world because in my head you know i couldn't be out and proud and you know be part of who i am as a person because i didn't so much care what the kids around me had to say but it was all about my parents you know i had this idea that if i came out you know they would disown me they would kick me out of the house as happens to a lot of other gays out there it is you know a very real fear to have when you're you know just a child and you are dealing with questions about your sexuality maybe not so much now because i feel like the world has become a lot more accepting but honestly i don't go to high school thank god anymore or middle school and so i i don't know but if this is still a thing, because right now Netflix portrays a very welcoming and accepting and a very laissez-faire attitude about, you know, being gay in school. Where it's, you know, kind of, okay, like your sexuality is like your own. Nobody really cares about it anymore. Nobody really, you know, makes a big deal about it or bullies anyone over it anymore. You get bullied more about, like, your weight. So even though I don't approve of you listening, if you are a middle or a high school student and you are... And you can tell me a little bit more about your experience as a high schooler and, you know, being part of the LGBTQ experience. I would love for you to DM me on Instagram or reach out to me via Twitter. My handles are JC underscore zero MF. My name is George Cuevas. You can find me on there. But, you know, back then it was it was just a very, very negative experience. And like I said, I was building up this hate around me because I felt so unsupported from my parents. And But how could they support me when they didn't even know what was going on? But I, how could I tell them what was going on if I had this very real fear that they were going to kick me out? So you see, it was a very confusing time. And because I felt like there was no support around me, even though I did, yeah, there was just no support around me, I ended up developing a really deep depression and really horrible coping mechanisms for it. And, you know, my parents noticed this, so they started, you know, taking me to therapy, and I was speaking to the guidance counselor at school. So they were taking steps to worry about my mental health, but they never really sat down and, you know, like, talked to me, which, I mean, being parent, being a parent is so hard. I'm experiencing this right now firsthand, not myself as a parent, but just, you know, I have my cousin who, you know, had medical issues with her son. And, you know, my roommate, she has a kid. So I I see her parenting and, you know, the way that how crazy her life can be sometimes. And then I have other friends who, you know, I have a friend that actually just passed away trying to give birth. So being a parent, not an easy job. And so I don't, you know, hold any regrets. I don't have, (laughs) I don't hold any grudges against my parents because i knew that you know they were doing the best that they could with how they were taught how to be parents and i don't think anyone there's there are books about parenting but no kid is gonna be you know just like the one beforehand and 
every kid just comes with their own set of problems and baggage. So as an adult thinking about it now, I can be okay and I can be forgiving. You know, my parents noticed the bullying. They knew about the bullying. They didn't know exactly, you know, what kids were saying, but they knew that things kids were saying stuff to me. And, you know, eventually that's when they decided to switch my brother and I to a private school. At the private school, everybody was just so much more welcoming. <laughs> and I was really able to, you know, come out of my shell. And that's the biggest thing is just like, you know, because I was holding in all these emotions and, you know, I was so sad and I was so mad at the world. I was finally able to kind of, you know, take a breather. And the kids at this new school, they just wanted to get to know who I was as a person. And the first year, I was kind of closed off to everyone. I became really good friends with a junior at the time. And she ended up being like a really toxic friend. Looking back at it now, you know, there's so many things that you look back at and you're like, wow, I could have made like much better decisions. But anyways, my second year, my sophomore year of high school, uh, it was around the beginning of the school year, I think. Or was it the end of the school year? I don't know. I remember it being hot. I remember it being a hot, warm, sunny weekend. It was a Saturday. The day beforehand, I was watching, or the night beforehand, I should say, I was watching a Tyler Oakley video because back then YouTube was the thing and YouTubers were who everybody was watching. And obviously, I was looking at all the faggots, I mean, all the gays and all the LGBTQ lesbians and, you know, kind of their friends and everybody, there's an entire YouTuber community. And... I was watching a YouTube video. I don't remember what it, which one it was from Tyler Oakley. But if you want to tweet at him, let him know that I'm talking about him. Please do. And he had this green kind of seafoam aquamarine green. And I don't actually, I think those are like two different colors, but who cares? And my brother saw, and at this time, my brother must have been like, let's see if I was... 16 he must have been 10 10 or 11 years old so you know right coming into that middle school asshole phase I mean he's still an asshole now but I can handle it and manage it much better than I did back then and he was like why are you watching that gay shit and I was like first of all what type of language are you using and I was like so I was like it's just hair like who cares and he was just like, eh, whatever. And I was like, so if I get if I got this haircut, like you wouldn't like it. He was like, no, you'd look stupid. And I was like, I was like, okay. So I was like, so if I was gay, like, what would you do? And he was just like, I wouldn't accept you. And I was like, oh my god, like, did you really just like say this to me, like? And, you know, at that point, I had been a lot more open about my feelings and my emotions to my friends and to the, gui the guidance counselor at the new school. So I was coming, I was slowly starting to come with the term, I was slowly coming to terms with the fact that maybe I was gay. And, you know, maybe it was okay. And, you know, when he said that, it kind of just, you know, was really like a punch in the stomach or a punch on in the face. and. Then he went off talking about how much he hated gay people and that they were the worst and that if he had the opportunity, 
guys my brother is literally so stupid but he said that if he had the opportunity he would be like hitler against the gays and i'm just like do you understand what the hell you're talking about like the holocaust is horrible like what are you even saying and that night i called all of my closest friends and i was like hey i just really need to talk to you you know i think I'm gay. One of my friends, that dumb bitch, I still like her, but dumb bitch, she laughed in my face on the phone and was just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She's like, I know, George, I know, and it's okay. I still love you. And I was like, I was like, okay. I was just like, it's just like really hard to, you know, say this out loud. And everyone knew that I was gay. I mean, you guys know that I'm gay because of the fucking way that I talk and my mannerisms. It's pretty fucking obvious. But saying it out loud is so difficult. And I really hope that you never have to go through, you know, the emotional drainage that it is coming to terms with being different from the norm even though it's a hundred percent happening all the time and you know your sexuality is something that you are able to hide and it's not like your skin color it's not like a disability you know it's something that you are able to hide and it almost makes it worse because you end up lying so much you know you start to believe your own lies and you end up lying to yourself i mean i've hooked up and i just mean hook up with too many married men that have families and children and are in the closet and, you know, looking at their lives, it's just so sad the way that they live their lives and how they live their lives because, you know, if you're not happy, just stop whatever you're doing and be happy. But it's a lot easier to say than it is to do than to one of my friends, which, you know, I kind of feel bad because our last year of school she and I like really drifted apart but it's because I you know she was just <sighs> I'll talk about it a little bit later um anyways so one of my friends I told her everything that happened and she was like well you know like if anything goes down or like they kick you out like you can stay with me like I, I, I talked to my parents and I was like okay like that made me feel so much better because I was like you know in case something were to happen I have a backup plan and I can move with someone and so I packed my bags that night because I decided that the next morning I was gonna come out to my family I did not sleep that night I couldn't sleep there was I mean I was just riddled with nerves and the next the sun rose it was sunrise it was a beautiful Saturday morning it was the air was crisp the sun was bright but not overbearing. I went outside, I took a deep breath. And first thing that I did, I knocked in my parents' room. And my brother was awake, so he came into the room as well. And I was like, hey guys. I was like, I want to talk to you guys because, you know, I just want to be honest with you guys. I love you guys the most. You guys have been so supportive, you know, bringing me to this private school. I'm super appreciative of it. And I've kind of come to terms with some things that I want to share with you guys. And I was like, and, you know, before we get to the point, I was just like, you guys are amazing parents. You guys haven't done anything wrong in raising me. But every day when I'm in school, I'm so happy. And then I come home and I'm just so angry still all the time 
And I'm so mad at the world. Because I'm lying to everyone, but more than anything, I'm lying to myself. And I'm just... I'm tired. You just get tired of, you know, every day just fighting with yourself. You get tired of hating yourself. You get tired of the name calls. You get tired of, you know, your family saying negative things because it's always not just, you know, an attack on somebody on TV or an attack on somebody that walks past. You know, they're attacking you and your person as a whole. And it really hurts. You know, you wouldn't like your parents to, you know, talk about your, you know, your skin color or your disability. Or make fun about other people's disabilities or other people's skin color. And, you know, I just got really tired. And I told them, I was just like, I'm gay. <laughs> and my parents didn't say anything for a really long time. Or at least, you know, back then it just seemed like a really long time. And... You know, my mom was just, my mom immediately started crying. My dad was also crying. And then the only one that said something, no, I think my mom was just like asking like questions and like, oh my God, like what did we do wrong? Like, you know, just self hating themselves. And I'm just like, this is not about you. I'm just like, this isn't about you. Like, I just told you guys that you're great parents. Like, this is just how I am. So I was getting really angry. And then my brother was just like, well, the good thing is that there's conversion therapy. And so, like, you can just go. And that kind of, like, I heard that over anything else. And I was like, okay, well, I was like, well, neither of you are, like, really saying anything to be supportive. And I was like, and this bitch just said this fucking thing. And I'm just like, so I'm just going to go. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go. <laughs> And so I grab my bags and I run out of the house. I try to call my friend and no, I, yeah, I called her and she picks up and I'm just like, Hey, like it just did not go the way that I wanted it to. I was just like, please just like, if you can come pick me up. And while all this was happening, kind of like the weight of everything for a brief second, the weight of the world kind of just lifted off my shoulders. And I was like, I can finally be free. It's out in the open. Like, everything's going to be okay. And then, you know, when my brother said that, kind of everything came crashing back down. And I was like, I need some air. I couldn't breathe. My vision started getting all foggy. And I almost passed out. Turns out I was having a panic attack. And it w it's the only time that I've ever had a panic attack. And it was so scary. My vision was blacking. My, I, like, you know, like I said, I couldn't hold my breath. Luckily, I just done some research about panic attacks because we were talking about it in class for some reason. And they taught us, like, the five things to, like, you have to, like, look five things to focus on that you can see. Four things that you can touch, I think. Three things that you can smell and then two things that you can taste let's see seeing uh five things that you can see four things that you can hear three things that you can touch two things that you can smell one thing that you can taste um and that is supposed to like help you know distract your mind from whatever is going on and kind of you know ease you back in it so it was so awful. 
I ended up walking to the school because I actually live five minutes walking distance, maybe like one minute driving distance from the school, from the private school that I used to go to. I live literally in their backyard. And, well, not literally, but, you know, very close enough. And I walked to the school. A teacher actually was there. And she was asking, like, what I was doing. And I just couldn't talk. But she took me back home. And I actually, actually, it was a Sunday. It was a Sunday because I remember we had to go to church that day. <laughs> it was a Sunday. And for, I don't know why the teacher was there, but she took me back home. And I did not talk to my family for a good two months. We were kind of all just living there. Fast forward a couple years later, and I found out that my mom literally talked to almost everyone in the family trying to figure out what to do. And everyone was just like, you gotta just kind of gotta accept him. Like, he is not a bad kid. He's not a, you know, he's not out here stealing or doing drugs or, you know, kind of the worst of the worst. And it took my mom a long time to accept me. My dad was the first one to accept me. He pulled me aside maybe like a month into like me not talking to them. And he was like, you know, I just want you to know that you're my little boy and I'm so proud of everything that you've accomplished and I know you're going to accomplish so much more and I love you and I accept you and you know your mom she's a little bit more tough-headed but you know she was raised in a very strict household with very godly beliefs we all were I'm like so just give her time and she'll come around and my sister was very accepting which I really appreciated appreciated that of her and yeah and then eventually you know everything got better uh, i had a better relationship with my mom though that was not the end of our issues that was not the end all be all you know i still have problems with my siblings my brother and i we've never gotten along to this day we don't get along that very well and you know that's just families you know not every family is perfect not every family is accepting you'll have your ups and downs but at the end of the day you know, as much as I can stand my siblings, as much as there are days when I really disapprove of their decisions and what they're doing, push comes to shove if anything happens, you know, I'm there for them. And there was a time when I was very weary and very nervous whether I was actually going to be there for my brother. And then he almost died. And then I was just like, okay, so like, actually, I do care about you deep down inside and even I mean now that I'm an adult I'm able to more freely talk to my parents about my relationships but I was always taught that your life behind closed doors stays private no one needs to know about it no one needs to know about your relationship no one needs to know how you're fucking and here I am now talking having a podcast talking about all these things um but you know for that very reason, you know, kind of the way that I was raised, if my roommate is home, I won't have any guys over. I really only do that when I'm by myself because my private life is very private. I don't like anyone hearing me have sex. And it's really funny because if I go to a guy's house and they have a roommate, you know, I won't care as much because... I don't know that person and they don't know me and I don't have to worry about, you know, their opinions 
their thoughts or anything like that but i do care a lot about what my personal friends and my family thinks of me so i don't talk about my relationships to my relationships to any of them if i'm ever having any personal issues i really don't talk to anybody anybody about that because you know the only people that i really talk to about it is my, my mom and my dad because that's who that's how that's how i was raised you know um there is a phrase in spanish that goes like this it says at the church you're a saint in the streets you're a king or a queen and at home you're a crazy person so if you're home you know you can be in your underwear if you want to pjs messed up hair but as soon as you step outside you know outside of that door if you're gonna go out you need to look presentable if you're gonna be at church you need to you know be on your best behavior because I mean, truth be told, as much as people say they don't care about the way people look or they don't care about, you know, how the people are, they do. Everyone cares. Everyone judges, even if it's, just, if it's just a little bit. So, you know, always put your face face forward, especially out in public. And even now, it's like weird. I, you know, I'll talk. I've talked to my mom about the dates that I've been going on. And, you know, I, I'm talking to her now about old boyfriends that I had that really broke my heart and people that she has no idea anything about and she was like oh I didn't know about him I'm just like yeah I was just like I, I you know I didn't really talk to you about it just because I I it's a little weird like how how do you talk to your mom that you're getting railed in the ass you can't you can't uh I mean maybe white people can do that but I surely can't uh that's not the way that I was raised and honestly, my parents probably don't give a shit. So unless, you know, they're actually physically hurting me or emotionally hurting me, they don't care. Oh my God, there was a lot to unpack. There was a moment there where I got really emotional. But everything's better now. And this isn't the case for everyone. But if you're not out and you're thinking of coming out, today's the day. You gotta do it today. It's now or never. Just kidding. Everyone is in their own journey, and your life is your own. You don't really know the consequences that life is going to give you based on what you do, but you sometimes you just gotta have a you just gotta have faith and take that leap of faith, if that makes any sense. Where you know you're gonna hope that everything goes right, but if it doesn't, you know definitely always have a backup plan. I always. I always have a backup plan, so I always have a backup plan, especially, you know, if you're still relying on your parents for financial support, make sure that you have a friend or someone that you can stay with, friend or family that you can stay with in the meantime, because, you know, sometimes it is just the shock factor that parents don't really expect their kids to be, <sighs> I'm tired, it's early. Where parents don't expect their kids to be anything but, you know, what society has deemed to be normal. And it can be very shocking. So sometimes parents just have to get over that initial shock. And, it you know, it turns out they'll, they really will be okay with your lifestyle and, you know, who you choose to be as a person. Unless you choose to be a drug addict, then, you know, expect a lot of uh pushback from your parents and accepting you just you know doing drugs all day especially if it's like bath salts like it was in my dream but something that i've learned especially with you know my roommate being a parent and me living with her is that kids are constantly learning but so are parents you know like 
parents are not these superheroes that we have in our minds to be as an adult now you know i would i would look at a 24 year old and i would be like oh my god like i want to be just like you you're everything you, you have the confidence you have the finance you have the independence that i want and what no one tells you that no one tells you is that it's so hard to actually achieve that you know it's so hard to obtain the confidence that you want it's so hard to you know keep your finances straight <laughs> and making sure that you're not under crippling debt it's so hard and a lot of schools don't teach at least my schools did not teach me how to properly manage my debt and how to properly buy a car and now i'm in so much debt but i'm slowly getting out of it i wouldn't say life necessarily gets better i mean it does life does get better and it gets easier but at the same time you end up facing other challenges that you didn't face when you were younger so at the end of the day so long as you have yourself to rely on and your brains make sure that you are a brainy brainiac and honestly having an amazing support group is very important if it, even if it's your, oh, i'm yelling so much good damn even if it's not your family having a support group is very very important and you know i would say life is like a line graph where you you know you have a upwards trend for the most part for most people they have an upward trend but you know in between that it's it's i wouldn't say it's linear or is it linear i don't know what i'm trying to i don't know what i'm trying to say but uh it's an upward growth Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. But in between there, there will be points where you go down, but then you'll there will be points where you go back up. You know, it's oh, it's exponential growth. That's I think that's what I'm trying to say. Exponential growth. Um, and you know, it won't it won't always just you know be up and up and up. There will be points where you feel like you're failing, or you feel like you don't know what the hell you're doing with your life, where you know. You have termites in your apartment and your brother's in the hospital in a life or death situation and you lost your best friend and you lost your job along with it and you fucking slice your finger with a glass cup and you broke your fucking gold chain and now you have to get it fixed and your car was rear-ended. You know, there will be many points in your life where you will have low moments, but from those low moments, you grow, and without them, you wouldn't. You wouldn't learn. And I guess that's all I'm trying to say. I genuinely didn't think that I was going to have enough uh, of a conversation to talk about for 40 plus minutes, but I did. We did it. Yay! I want to talk to you guys a quick update about my life because, you know, I didn't update you guys early today, so I can update you now at the end of the episode. Um, so if you're wondering about the broke chain and what all that was about. So uh, this past week, if you didn't know, it's Mercury retrograde. I didn't know what the hell that was. I constantly saw it in memes. And basically, it's just a time period of turbulence. And really, more than anything, miscommunication or lack thereof. and this past week, I had a really bad argument with my siblings, so we're currently not on speaking terms. And 
shortly after that, what, dur- uh, during work, my gold chain that I constantly wear that has my dad's ring on it, it snapped and it, it, it needs to be fixed. So I know that's going to be, you know, some money that I'm going to have to cough up. And then I was washing dishes and a broken cup sliced my finger. So, you know, it, it's, been a, it's been a week of negative experiences. But I always tell you, you can't focus on the negative. If you can, try to focus on positive aspects in life. And so I want to talk to you guys about the newest project that I'm working on. And the previous project I didn't want to talk about because I was kind of weary where it was going to work out or not because it was really out of my hands. But essentially, if you guys remember, a couple weeks ago, I said that I had a project in the works and that I've been applying for something. Well, I didn't tell you that I, was, I had been applying for things, but I applied to be in a couple of different reality TV shows, uh, more specifically The Circle. I didn't hear back from them, so I'm assuming that I didn't make it to the next round or however the hell that works. So that's fine. I'm still going to keep trying. But my new project, and I'm talking about it because, you know, when you put out this energy into the universe, the universe helps and the universe provides and i've been praying a lot about it actually but i have decided to go back to school (laughs) now i went to school to uh higher education a university for two years and afterwards i just wasn't able to afford it anymore i think i've talked about it in this podcast before and then i just you know kind of dove straight into the workforce but recently With all the changes in my life and all the transition periods, I want to make the most out of what little time I have here on Earth. So, even though I can't, I don't want. I don't want the full college experience. I want to get my degree, I want to get it over with, and I want to start my career as soon as possible. So, my plan, my goal is to take, um, an online class or online classes at a four-year institution. Originally, I didn't care if it was a four-year institution or a technical school in getting my associates. I would have been happy with either one. But I will be honest with you guys. I recently saw that my cousin, who just migrated to the U.S. and doesn't speak a lot of English. I mean, she speaks it well enough. She's able to communicate. But, uh, you know, originally... If you travel from one country to another, the chances of them accepting your um, college degree is slim to none just because I don't know why the hell that happens. But, you know, they didn't want to accept a teaching degree and she kind of was cleaning houses, which is, you know, what I'm doing right now. And she was working food and bev and she was getting very discouraged because you know, she felt as though her future was, you know, kind of falling apart and like her life was not going the way she planned. And she just got a teaching opportunity. And I'll be honest with you guys, because I'm always honest, I was a little bit jealous. But then I was also a little bit disappointed. Because I'm in here thinking, you know, she who just moved to the States, who barely who speaks less English than I do is working hard to continue the career that she studied so hard for what's stopping me well a money and b nothing i don't really have any 
big responsibilities and I have a lot of free time. So, while I don't want to end the podcast, I do want to focus on my career. And if I have the opportunity to, you know, go through college and also do the podcast at the same time, amazing. Great. I love that. I won't stop doing the podcast. But if at any point I decide that, you know, podcasting is just taking very valuable time from me finishing my degree, then I might have to put a stop to it. And I'm just letting you guys know because last time that something happened, you know, I kind of just dropped off the face of the earth. No questions asked, nothing. No, obviously, if that ever happens, I will come in here and give a proper goodbye. But for now, there's no plans of me stopping. I plan on continuing this podcast through my college career. And I am now 24. And I'm starting as a freshman. And this is going to be online schools. But something that I didn't try back in the day. And, you know, I'm thinking maybe right now is the right time. Maybe right now is when I need to go to school. Because I am an adult now. I know how to navigate life. And back then I didn't put too much attention or didn't give enough attention to, you know, applying for scholarships and meeting my deadlines. And, you know, just while I was in school, I was very good. I I don't want to brag, but I will say I think I'm a pretty smart person. But. I'm very I'm also very lazy. So I didn't put in enough time and effort into, you know, getting scholarships and financial aid and, you know, kind of the background stuff that no one really talks about whenever you well actually no, I think everyone talks about it. <laughs> but as an eighteen year old, you know, hanging with my friends and going to parties seemed a lot more important back then and now I'm just like, Yes, it is important that I maintain a social life. But I'm ready. I'm ready to go back to school. I'm ready to give it my all. I'm ready to start saving money. So a couple of things coming up. I've signed up to retake my SATs. And I'm very nervous because I'm just like, oh my god. Like I know for a fact I've forgotten most of that shit by now. And I have to apply um to different scholarships to potentially have you know, I really want to go to school for free so if I can I'm going to make that happen hopefully dear god I just pray and I really don't want to take any loans I really don't want to take any loans but push comes to shove I will I really would prefer not to take any but who knows we'll cross that bridge when we get there and then I just have to apply to the school. I already know what school I want to go to. They have a really good online program. And if you guys want me to talk about my experience with finding the right school and kind of how everything happened, it's been really amazing the way that it worked, honestly, because originally I was just looking at scholarships for schools. And then this one particular scholarship that I want to apply for, they work with particular schools, like set schools. And then I logged into that school and I saw their online programs. And I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I want to study for. And then I started looking at different scholarships and it was, you know, for that particular school. And then it's been kind of, you know, domino pieces falling into place. And maybe it's the universe maybe it's 100 percent god for sure because you know i believe in god but 
I'm really excited about this journey in my life. And I don't know where it's going to go. All I can do is take a leap of faith. As always, thank you guys so much for coming in and hearing me ramble about my life. Even though I know no one cares about it. But if you are able to get, you know, something out of this episode, tweet at me. (laughs) Tweet at me and let me know what you got off this episode. I, I hope you have found resilience. I hope you found a comfort in knowing that it's going to be okay if you decide to come out whenever you do decide to come out. And I hope that, you know, if you're currently not in school, it's never too late. They actually found out that there are not many age limits on the scholarships that you're able to apply for. So you can go back to school at any time, honey. It's just your job deciding when the time is right, you know. Some people are full-time parents. Some people are parents and they work. Some people just don't make the money to be able to afford college. I mean, I definitely don't make the money to afford college, so I'm applying to all these scholarships. But it's up to you to really, you know, grab life by the horns and make the active decision. And if this is what you want to do, you have to take it serious and you have to take the proper steps to do what you got to do. Honestly, that's really it. The lesson in almost every episode I think that I get from you guys is that you are in charge of your own destiny. And with you being in charge of your own destiny, every decision that you make has to be for yourself. If you want to keep up with me on reg- on a regular basis, follow me on social media. Again, my Twitter and Instagram handles are JC underscore zero MF. That's M as in Mary, F as in Frank. And don't forget to leave me a five-star rating on Apple if you love this episode. Also, leave me some feedback. I always love listening to hear back from you guys. It's my favorite type of feedback. is the one from you guys that you guys leave me on Apple Podcasts. Um, don't forget to subscribe. We drop episodes every Monday. Well, I drop episodes every Monday. There's no we here. There's nobody else doing this with me. I'm all here by myself. Um, but yes, subscribe. You want to get weekly notifications of when an episode drops. And if you listen on Spotify or SoundCloud, I think this is on SoundCloud. Um, you can't really leave ratings or reviews, but you can share, share, share. Maybe you have somebody that you think is in the closet and maybe needs to listen to this episode. Let them listen to it. (laughs) Maybe you have somebody that you think is, you know, wanting to go back to school. I know that I briefly talked about it and maybe I can talk about it in depth next week if you guys want me to. Um, But I feel like five, six minutes of me talking about it is really just enough because I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. But it's a work in progress. Um, feel free to share this episode with that person as well. Remember, it's never too late to go back to school. And if you're alive and you're breathing, you can do it. Just make sure that you're applying for the scholarships that you need in time. As always, I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing Monday. I hope you have an amazing week. Remember that the trials and tribulations will always keep coming. But you gotta keep your head up and what's that song i'll stand by you 
even if you break it down. Okay, I don't have the right for it, and I don't want my podcast to get shut down. So, I love you guys. Have an amazing Monday, and see you later. Bye.